0: Welcome to PodRocket. So today we have a, I'm very excited to bring on a guest, Angela Minster from Flipside Crypto. So today we're going to be kind of getting into how you as a listener can get into the Web3 space right away and start exploring some of the exciting tools. Angela's from Flipside Crypto and Flipside Crypto has been developing some really engaging free to use tools for everybody to kind of, you know, get familiar with the rich and unwieldy data that makes up our Web3 landscape. So Angela, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you.
1: Thank you, great to be here.
0: So you are a data scientist at Flipside Crypto. Uh, We have a lot to talk about and I'd love to just delve into like, what is a data scientist? What do you do at Flipside and what does Flipside do? Like, What can we tell our listeners in a really quick nutshell?
1: Yeah, yeah. So data scientist is kind of a new term. So new that like if data scientists had existed when I went to college, I would have tried to major in data science, but I actually majored in math and then in grad school statistics. So part of the root of data science is doing things like predictive modeling or statistical inference, that kind of stuff. But to me, it also encompasses anyone that can take raw data and turn it into something really useful. Like They know how to set it up. Sometimes clean it. Most of the time, clean it. Um, do the analysis and come up with a final product, whether that's descriptive, like a graph, or predictive, like like a machine learning model. So it's a pretty vague term. For me, I have been here at Flipside for over three years, three and a half, I think, and the company's been around for about four years. I have done, I have done all kinds of things, like the most menial, like. Sorting through Excel lists to building those predictive models to helping figure out how to build certain tables, figuring out the right schema. Um, I've to run the gamut, like anything data analysis.
0: So, how does all this work that you do in the other teams? Uh, you know, at Flipside, how does that all come together to you know create some interesting things that people right now can go look at?
1: Yeah. So maybe I'll tell a quick history of flip side and how we got to where we are. Cause I think that's illuminating. So I didn't know anything about crypto when I started in 2018, I was not a crypto native at that point. I guess we can say I am now. Um, my just a friend of mine from grad school is one of the co-founders, Eric stone. And he was like, come work at the company I'm starting. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what's crypto. Um, I honestly didn't even know what Ethereum was. I'll just say that. I'll be totally honest. Um, and when I, when we started our, our only public products, we had no public products at the time, but we created this um, rating system to try to rate different tokens. It was called FCAS. And the idea behind it was there's more to a token than its price and market cap and volatility. There's a lot of other metrics, like are people actually using it on the chain? Um, is Or is it just like sending back and forth to centralized exchanges? Because in 2018, that was like 50 percent of every chain was just back and forth to finance basically on every chain. Uh, and so we started digging into that. Fgas stuck around for a while. Um, then we kind of got into this like traditional business analytics model. Uh, we were like selling protocols, dashboards and trying to do like retention metrics and, and a variety of things that were very like looking back, they were not very, crypto because the ethos of crypto is like open data community collaboration um and the ability to do anything you can code up right that's kind of how crypto is and that was not what we were and so about a little over a year ago we made a pretty major change where we said we're gonna open up all of our data. Because at that point we had no, you couldn't just get anything you wanted from our data for free, and there was certainly no way to access our data as some a member of the public. So we built this front end where you can query all of our data and you can build dashboards, and we opened it up completely for free. And now the way our business model works is that we collaborate with different crypto protocols like SushiSwap, Terra, um, There's a bunch, Algorand, Thorchain, and they either give us a grant or we work like uh they allocate us some funds that we don't actually get to keep, but we stake it and keep some of the revenue. Um, and we use most of that to send the money back out into the community to get people more engaged with those protocols themselves through using our data.
0: Right. Okay. And that's well, in the form of bounties. So like a feedback loop.
1: Yes. Yeah. So
0: with this, the orchestration between the, you know, the uh, end users and the data and flip side and the protocols, because end users enrich the protocols who enrich flip side, who enrich the users. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: And it's, so the whole time we've been, we've had the goal of being a company that uses blockchain data to make blockchain protocols, companies, whatever you want to call them and their users better in whatever way we can can contribute to that but since last year we've had this total shift to really in my opinion embodying the ethos of crypto where we're giving this away for free and we're educating people we're helping people do their own research we're giving or connecting these protocols with a with their community directly so that analysis can be done. People can be introduced to their protocols. It's just this really wide open world. Um, and it's so much more people focused, it really which sounds is
0: like you can take that to the unknown. I mean, like this is, this is uncharted territory, right? Um, Dude, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I'd love to talk about the uncharted aspect of this a little bit. So, you know, you're, you're selling, let's see, you talked about three different phases of the company. I want to talk about phase two here where it's we're making dashboards we're selling it to companies like why was that a thing if i'm running a plumbing supply company and i'm selling pumps i know mm. how many pumps i'm selling i know who i'm selling them to i know all of that so mm. i think this kind of is a great opportunity for us to talk about the unwieldy nature of the data that powers our l1 chains and mm. why did why did flip side step in there like why was that a thing
1: yeah so because we were making that rating for as many tokens and coins as we could the we had the dashboard right no no, no the fcas oh, rating gotcha. back in phase one because we were doing that we had so much data and the really unwieldy thing about blockchain is that it's very expensive to run a node or to even to have enough memory that you can host and regularly update an entire blockchain and like, a
0: node so a node when you say a node you mean oh, sorry. like a um like a layer one entity in the network like if you run a node you're running a, a box that is running the ethereum thingy that-
1: yeah i think of it as like a if you want to think about a blockchain as like a special type of database which i do and if someone doesn't like that terminology, I no, just mean it cool. as a metaphor. <laughs> I think of it as like a specialty database. And that r- running a node basically means you're keeping a copy of that database that is like plugged in to all of the other copies and getting updated regularly. Regularly meaning like once every three seconds.
0: So that's intensive yeah. stuff, right?
1: Yeah. I don't know how to do that. I couldn't do that for myself. I, thankfully we have people in our company who can do that, but I don't know how to do that. I know how to query the data once it's set up, but like.
0: I can run a Minecraft server. Does that
1: <laughs> it comes through as um, JSON, just long, long, long JSON. And the JSON is full of addresses, um, functions that have been translated into hashes. So just like Hexadecimal strings, and and you don't necessarily know what they're for unless you can connect it with other pieces of outside data or if you have a way to label different addresses. So even something as simple as saying, I want to know in the last 20 days or 30 days, how many addresses sent funds to Binance, which it should it sounds pretty simple. It's just like a transfer of a token on a chain. It's in my opinion, is wildly complicated for the average person to be able to answer a question like that without having a source of that data already ready for them to tap and into. Not only
0: do you need the source, but I'm assuming like if you get this JSON, there's like a bunch of crap in there and you're going to need a lot of computing power and and time and, and energy and thought put into how do I pull out those meaningful pieces of information so that then somebody like yourself can then do all the magic to like make human interpretable, you know, business intelligence out of that. So this is kind of where yeah. the FCAS kind of stepped in. That's why it was a thing because this is unwieldy. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot. And so you guys filled that room, right. right.
1: Yeah. And so back to your question of a plumber, like, yeah, plumber literally knows how many plum bots he sold. No plumbing or pipes. I don't, know. I
0: don't know. Just random.
1: Yeah, whatever it is, you know how many you do because it comes from you. But if you're running a blockchain protocol, you write up a contract, you launch the contract, but you're not necessarily collecting data on every single block. Some I've noticed that with these different protocols, some of them have certain metrics that they're able to keep track of and especially like very specific to their protocol. But then if they wanted to answer a question like, okay, I'm a decentralized exchange. I know I have 600 swaps this week or whatever. But how many swaps do other decentralized exchanges have? How do I compare my volume, my business to other ones? Then they wouldn't be able to access that. Or like people who engage with my decentralized exchange, what else do they do on this chain? They -hmm. couldn't answer questions like that. So that's the kind of stuff we started building, which is definitely useful. Um, But the other thing about crypto is that it's brand new in the sense of like in the span of all time, it feels very old at this point, but like it's brand new. And things like what is an important metric for a decentralized exchange or an NFT or anything, they're not fully answered. So we're still exploring what it even means to have important like KPIs that you're measuring for your protocol or your business. I will say, I want to say that in crypto, we're kind of like, we avoid sounding like traditional business people. So even though something might be a business, we like won't call it that, we'll call it a protocol.
0: That's my kosher. you can't call it a business.
1: Yeah, it's not a business, ew. That's like what your dad does for a living. We don't do that, we're so much cooler.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, this, this data is useful for protocols for businesses, even if they're, they don't want to call themselves businesses. Um, but what, what I was really excited I think this frames everything really well. And I was really excited to talk about how viewers today can take advantage of what seems like really rich business intelligence data that, you know, you guys might have been given to like a protocol or something. Because um, I can go to Flipside, Flipside's website and query yeah. your data for free directly. And like, yeah. if I want to know how many NFTs I have or something like that's something that I could approach with your platform, correct?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think the we we'll, in crypto we say D Y O R, which is do your own research. Uh, so if you wanted to invest in stocks, there's a ton of information out there about how stocks have performed over time, um, w- what the yield is. I mean, there's actually like laws and regulations about who can publish it. You can't just like Bloomberg couldn't publish incorrect information about stock trading without getting sued probably right so it's all you can kind of trust most of what you read well that's you should never trust most of what you read but you know like uh, things have been verified vetted if they're not right someone's gonna fix it pretty quickly um in crypto absolutely none of that's true so you might have heard of something like yield farming in DeFi, where you can get like a hundred or two hundred percent interest um, which is insane. Even compared to regular banking or even the stock market, like twenty percent interest is kind of insane. Um, but how do you know things like how volatile is that rate? How long has that rate been that way? For other similar protocols or we call them pools, how that had a rate that high? How long did it last? Did how many of those kind of went under and people lost all their money? These are really big questions and they, yeah, they require historical data. And there's a lot of sites that will tell you today, these are the interest rates provided by these different places that you can put your money, but it's very hard to get historical data or very specific questions answered without having a source of data like our data.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So th- we're coming full circle Hill. So your data, like me as a consumer or like a crypto aficionado, I can kind of like look into and start to inspect this unwieldy, difficult to download and index data about a bunch of different chains on my own volition for free.
1: Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, awesome. Mm-hmm. So
0: I think we will actually hop into taking a look at this live um if you're listening to the podcast uh no worries we're going to be talking through a lot of what we're doing and it's going to be very minimal so just a few commands here and there and talking about uh querying some data live on screen uh, another interesting uh thing i want to mention before we hop into you know you showing us some stuff angela is uh, we get questions sometimes like how do i get into web3 like how do i get into crypto mm. and Mm -hmm. I think this is one of those tools out there from, you know, what I've seen that is really uh, well suited for people trying to take that path of, you know, self-making and getting into the industry. Because as as you mentioned, crypto is about what can I build, how fast can I build it and, you know, who can use it. And if you're somebody that can Mm -hmm. insert yourself in those shoes and, and maybe, you know, help give data reports for another crypto organization or build very interesting blog or like, even start to learn like what are contracts, what are events in contracts, just playing with data is an immensely like inc- it's an incredible place to start. It's it's a level that a lot of people don't even get to sometimes in the crypto world. So um, if you're interested in getting into it, this is a like a really cool demo in place. Uh, you can get your feet wet right away.
1: Awesome. Yeah, thank you.
0: Uh, so let, let's jump into it. Oh, thanks. So Angela's just sharing her screen right here. So we're on app.flipsidecrypto.com.
1: Yeah, so anyone can come here, create an account and sign in. I'm already, I am already already have an account. This is my, I call it my burner account because on my uh, Flipside account, I can see things that the public can't, but I call this my burner account. So this is my burner account. And this is exactly what um, you would see if you created a... An account.
0: So it's kind of like a dashboard and there's a bunch of folders. So it just, I mean, it just kind of looks like a file explorer. So in each of these folders, are there kind of like um, queries that you're um, saving on old blockchain data?
1: Yeah. Did you say old blockchain data?
0: Or I should say historical. Yeah. I...
1: I tend to ignore this page, but there's a bunch. There's a ton of queries that you can look through, um, but I think a lot of these are my queries that I made. My um, my username is cool Angela, um, and a lot of them are blank, like untitled, untitled, gotcha. untitled, uh, because that's I I run fast and easy with the <laughs> untitleds in every application I use. It's dangerous, uh, but you can make a query by just doing new query. So
0: in the upper right, we're clicking on new, uh, so we're making a new query. Okay, so, yeah. is this uh, querying like an SQL database, or there's just yeah? A, okay, it is. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. So this is this is our own um, handmade editor. So we didn't use another company's editor. We it was written for scratch from scratch, um, but it is just your regular SQL. So if you are just getting into SQL, you can take I would say any SQL tutorial and apply what you learn to query through this interface. Um, For people who are more technical, the backend is a Snowflake database. Um, So there are certain fun things that you can do in Snowflake that you can't do in other databases, but you really don't need to know that it's Snowflake just to run a query. Um, Yeah, so this is the query editor. Uh, The basics are that you have a schema dropdown, and then whatever schema is selected, you have a bunch of tables inside. So in a database, you have a, you have a database as the top like umbrella structure. Within databases, you have schemas. And schemas are collections of tables. And tables is where all the juicy data is. Okay, and a okay. table is just like, if you are familiar with Excel or like any spreadsheet, um, I always just visualize a table as being a spreadsheet. And you just need to use SQL as the language to tell the database engine what to pick out and give you from that spreadsheet.
0: Okay. Awesome. So to summarize, we have the database, then schema. So are schemas kind of mapped to uh, protocols? So like Ethereum, Algorand?
1: Yeah. And we actually have um, some videos on YouTube about this on our Flipside channel that walk you through every single schema. But basically they're divided into two types of schemas. Some are data, I'm sorry, blockchain wide schemas that will cover like Every, of a certain type of thing that can happen on a blockchain, all of them for the whole blockchain will be in that schema. Oh, other oh. ones are more specific. So like, for example, Ethereum is a blockchain you probably heard of. This would have like every Ethereum transfer or every the balance for every address on Ethereum. Uh, Polygon, Te- Solana, Terra, those are all, ThorChain, those are all complete blockchains. And then you have other schemas like TerraSwap. TerraSwap is a decentralized exchange on Terra. So the TerraSwap schema is just going to have tables that are specific to things you can do on TerraSwap. So basically a subset of Terra. Okay. And like uh, Aave is on Ethereum. So the Aave schema is going to have a subset of Ethereum specific to the protocol Aave and the things that you can do on Aave.
0: Right on. Okay. So it's kind of like. There are blockchain level things, there's cross blockchain levels, and then there's some like sub level schemas that we can poke through. And each one of those has a certain number of tables. Um, So, uh, can we hop into a table and just like look at some data and see what a query looks like? Yeah. It sounds like this data can get really um, detailed too. If I can get like all Ethereum transfers, I could figure out yeah like where nfts are going or oh yeah there's a i see a table there nft events that's cool okay
1: yeah this is a table of and you can preview it so it'll show you which columns are available it's a very large anything ethereum or polygon or even terra the larger chains there's like billions of records so sometimes it can be slow to query mm. if you're not executing like a really specific query
0: could we find i'm not sure if you had a query in mind that you wanted to show is there if you didn't maybe we could search up like a, a fun nft or something
1: um do you have one in mind
0: <laughs> no no i don't i i remember i one time i checked this out i uh did a query for a stoop dog nft to see uh how many times it was transferred which was kind of cool um yeah but it, if yeah, we it,
1: could talk nfts we could talk um something more like investing research.
0: Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Why don't we get um, the history of, I'm not sure how difficult (laughs) this would be because I haven't used it like this, but I'm thinking something along the lines of, you know, what you mentioned earlier, what is the liquidity relate, uh, the yield farm rate of a certain uh, pool? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, that's really too long to do just for the podcast. Um, Okay, gotcha. But let's talk about what, A liquidity pool even is right okay so sure what is a decentralized exchange this is a super common thing on um, blockchains so let's say that i have a token called oh what token do i have well let's just say i have ethereum i have or i have ether i have eth i have some eth but i want to exchange it for some new token called cool new token. So I have ETH, but I wanna have cool new token. Sometimes you can do that trade on a centralized exchange, but then you have to give up custody of your money. You have to put it into the exchange. Similar how like if you have $20 in your hand and you wanna put it in the bank, you no longer have custody of the $20. Technically the bank has your $20. So in crypto, your funds are only yours if they're in your wallet. So if they're in an exchange, you don't fully have control over them. They could they could disappear if someone hacked the exchange, you know, then you don't have custody. So a decentralized exchange basically takes all of the centralization, all of the meaning like someone else having custody of your money, someone else having sort of so any control over what trades are happening and makes it decentralized. It's also decentralized because the mechanism by which trades are possible is done in a decentralized fashion. So what does that mean? So say I'm on a centralized exchange and I want to exchange ETH for a cool new token. Um, Either someone else has to be ready to sell their cool new token for ETH, or there needs to be like a pile of cool new token that I can trade from. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there needs to be like a pre-existent um supply ready
1: to go. So a pool, yeah, a pool, this is what they call it in a decentralized exchange, a pool of the token waiting for you. So the way it works in a decentralized exchange is that for anyone who wants to trade ETH for cool token or cool token for ETH, there's a pool that holds ETH and cool token and people trade in and out of that pool to do their, to do their trading. So, in a centralized exchange, like Binance just owns that giant stack of ETH and cool token. But in a decentralized exchange, many, many, many people own small pieces of that pool. And they do that by already having both ETH and cool token, and then they lock it up in the pool to enable trading for other people. Now, this is not out of the goodness of their own heart. They earn the trading fees. So centralized exchange, was that?
0: Like a bank fee, right? Or a trade.
1: Uh, it's just a fee to trade. It's like a fee for the privilege of trading. On a centralized exchange, they also charge you a fee for trading, although they kind of, they don't really make it that obvious that that's what's happening. Even on Coinbase, you'll, you might see like, oh, a little Coinbase fee for trading, one token for the other. Um, but that goes right into Coinbase's pockets or Binance's pockets or whoever's doing it. In the decentralized exchange, the fees go to the people who put their lock their money up in a pool to make trading possible, which I think is like-
0: that's. Wow. it's
1: incredible
0: it's wild that that can happen in an organized fashion yeah oh so, i mean i'm looking at your screen right here we, we didn't really run a query but we have no, like we event flat uh, th- that's fine so we have event platform OpenSea. so i know i recognize OpenSea. that's like a web3 uh trading for nfts right transaction yeah. id block timestamp i mean this is really detailed information so if something like a pool that we're talking about could i like if i want to go trade on a pool could i hop in here and like check out mm-hmm. how legit the pool is or like mm-hmm. is, is that is that like what this can do?
1: Yes. Awesome. So, okay. So you have your right. So you have your decentralized exchange. So the two components are that people are adding and subtracting liquidity and people are doing swaps. So adding and subtracting liquidity means I'm locking up my money or I'm unlocking it and taking it back out of the pool. And then swapping, which is people trading one token for the other. So yeah, this is every DEX swap on Ethereum in certain uh, product, certain decentralized exchanges.
0: For anybody listening, is decentralized exchanges, this whole yeah. cool sort of construct that we're talking about. And so we're looking at the DEX swaps uh, table under the Ethereum schema right here. And there's information like um, if it's coming in, if it's coming out, the platform. So Uniswap, SushiSwap. Um, oh yeah, I see direction right there, in and out. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Very cool. I mean, this is very high, high, highly valuable information. I mean, for me, if I was gonna get into yield farming, I would want to know what happened. What was the last six months of the yield? Like what happened? Yeah. I don't want something that is advertising a hundred percent because there's plenty out there, and then next month it's at one. So yeah. uh, this, yeah, this so is really good. You
1: could do this a simple. Let's just say oh, I want to awesome. know awesome. how many swaps there have been in the last 30 days for a specific pool. So let's say I'm into this Armor Weth pool. I'm going to copy the pool address.
0: Weth is just like Ethereum, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Good good one. Good question. Um,
0: you don't have Ethereum, to it but it just...
1: Yeah, it is the same. Right. Think of it as analogous. Gotcha.
0: Okay. So we're doing select where... All right. Yeah, this looks like SQL.
1: So I wanna pull only data for this one pool address and I just copied it from right here.
0: Okay. So we're pulling Um, the armor with pool.
1: Yeah, let's say I wanna know how many transactions there have been in 30 days. That's the wrong language. Count distinct, right?
0: Count distinct, hey. So we're looking at the query screen here on Flipside Crypto. So we're writing up a query to inspect a liquidity pool.
1: Yeah. So let's just see how many swaps have happened in the last 30 days for this specific pool by counting up the number of transactions.
0: So select count distinct transaction ID where pool address is equal to the pool. Okay. And block timestamp is... Okay, so we're going to limit it by after a certain date.
1: Yeah. Okay. And we're running. What? Oh, do you know what I did? (laughs) I didn't say what table to
0: pull from. (sighs) Oh, select count distinct from... Okay, there we go.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And... The one note is that you need to specify the schema and then the table or it won't know what schema to look in. You know, I've done so many queries while people are watching and I've never gotten it right on this on the first try. (laughs) Okay. So this pool in 30 days has only had 400 transactions, which is actually kind of low. So this is a pretty small pool. Interesting. So, So you would want to know, so if you're investing in a pool, you it's a balance that you have to strike between one that has a ton of transactions, aka a ton of trading fees, versus how many other people are invested in the pool. So that's the kind of thing you could investigate here and to see not only how many are in it today, but how many have been in it over time and if if all of the pieces line up to make it a good investment. Right. Um, and so you were asking how to get into crypto. And it's not that easy. I think there's a pretty steep learning curve. and. For anything with a steep learning curve, I think the number one thing that you need is to actually like it. Like, I think it would be really hard to force yourself to care about crypto. Um, Like, I used to work at a bank, and I had to care about what consumer deposit rates were. And, you know, it wasn't that hard. It's pretty simple. Like, okay, 1% on savings. Next, you know, it's, it's not that complicated. This stuff is complicated. So you have to have a lot of intellectual curiosity and some passion for what it is you're getting into. Um, And you have to do a ton of reading and a ton of investigating in order to learn how to query this data. I would say, try some of our bounties because they really walk you through how to do. bounty? bounty. Oh, I thought I mentioned that already. Yeah. Our bounties is kind of our, it's our whole thing these days I want the right. This is what
0: we were talking about at the beginning, kind of the final form of Flipside where we're empowering users. Okay, gotcha.
1: If you check out our main website, flipsidecrypto.xyz, you can sign up to do bounties, which means that you use our query engine that I just showed you to answer questions about different crypto protocols and you get paid.
0: You get paid real money.
1: money. Yeah, real. Well, if you think that crypto tokens are real money, then I mean, yes, it's real money, I them, which so I do.
0: Surely hope they are real money. That would, that would, that would yeah, I'd be very sad <laughs> to do. wake up the next morning and learn my money was not real. Um,
1: Sometimes it doesn't feel real and we call it fake internet money.
0: I mean, how real is the US dollar really? Hmm, you know, that's mm. another question. <laughs>
1: that's another podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's take a look at some of these bounties. So uh, me as a user, I can yeah. come in and get access to this crazy data for free Mm
1: -hmm. for my own investing Mm -hmm.
0: purposes if I'm curious but I can also like answer these questions that you guys are posting right for and who's asking the questions are do you guys are you guys just doing crazy market research and you're trying to get people to answer questions or like where are these questions coming from
1: yeah so it's a combination of Things we come up with on our own, but also we have a lot of direction from the protocols that the questions are about, like things that they want okay. to know. For example, there's a protocol on Terra called Anchor, and they have this insane product where you can earn 20% interest on a stable coin, which means it's a coin whose value is pegged to the US dollar. So that's 20% interest on US dollar. That's 20% interest without underlying volatility. That's in Wow. In the top, and right? <laughs> It's huge. But, you know, so everybody's using it. Tons and tons of people are using it to the extent that it's getting harder and harder to maintain that 20%. So they're investigating um, what's going to happen if we reduce that 20%. Is everyone going to leave our our project? At what level? Can we go to 18, 16, 14, whatever it is. And they used uh, our bounty program to help answer that question by getting a bunch of people in the community to come up with data-driven analysis of the history and then to make projections and come up with ideas going forward.
0: Awesome. Okay. So it's like you're really, you have the opportunity to like really help a protocol do real Mm -hmm. stuff. That's that's wild. So I'm looking at your screen right here at the flipside crypto.xyz site. So we have beginner. I see beginner and then some cards underneath that. So I'm guessing these are like beginner question bounty exactly. things that we can do so are, are what levels are there is so like beginner medium expert
1: yeah these are called education bounties and these bounties are specifically created to actually pay you to learn crypto
0: wow okay so if you so, want to educate yourself and get into it you can get paid to do it right away with these inner yeah. ones okay wild so what's exactly. the example yeah. of these yeah and then um educational bounties nfts
1: uh, yeah, so you click here and you can see the actual. So we
0: clicked on a card; it has text. a link, so we're following the link, and then.
1: Yeah, we this is on Notion. We used to put all of our questions on Notion, but we've grown up a little bit since then. But we're still migrating away from putting everything on Notion. I don't know why it's
0: loading; it's very embarrassing. Um, but there, so there's just some questions uh, that we can kind of answer. Maybe yeah. we could l- take a look at uh, what an answered question looks like. Um,
1: Yes, I have have one. one
0: Okay, awesome. So is it a beginner, medium, or difficult one?
1: This is, I think this is either beginner or medium. So the thing that makes it beginner is that it's a pretty straightforward question, um, but it is a little bit medium because it's actually crossing three different blockchains. So Magic Eden, OpenSea, and Random Earth are three different NFT marketplaces on three different chains which are in order of the title, Solana, Ethereum, and Terra. And so the question is, compare these three marketplaces. So this is pretty powerful because there's not too many places that I know of out on the internets where you can get, we can query data from multiple blockchains all in one query. So this, this dashboard just walks you through.
0: And what are they comparing? I think I was just seeing at the top. So we're comparing...
1: Yes. Here we have the daily volume in US dollars on each of these platforms. Um, But do notice that it is in log scale. So (laughs) OpenSea volume is like an order of magnitude higher than Magic Eden. And Magic Eden is like two orders of magnitude, which it means 10x, two 10x's over
0: random Earth. And this graph, how so somebody wrote this page, right? Like somebody did about bounty. So yeah. like, is there a platform for me to make this interactive graph? How do I <laughs> do that? The,
1: yeah, this is the dashboard tool from the site I was showing you, you the earlier. The so tool after, as well, okay. Yeah. So you could make a chart out of this single number. Cause we actually do have a chart that is just a single number. And then once you make the chart using this new chart, button, you can add it to a dashboard by creating a new dashboard and it would look similar to this, just with nothing in it, except what you put in. So
0: you can kind of like use SQL aggregate data and then there's like a button to spit that stuff out into various charts so you can make these reports. Yeah. Right on. Okay.
1: And I want to throw in two more things about how good this query editor is, if I do say so myself. (laughs) Another thing you can do is once you have the data, you can create an API. So you just click and generate an API. Of course, it's just one number because that's all our query output, but you can use this API anywhere where you can read an API. So you can take it to another place to do analysis on the data. And that's again, still free. You can also have this update regularly. So I could have this updating daily. And so then I could have an API somewhere else read in the number of um, transactions in the last thirty days for this pool, and it will update daily. And I, n- I mean, I would encourage you to come back to our site, but you like never have to come back to the site to do another query. And you can get new data every three. Days. Yeah, the API is running, and you can also download the data as a CSV.
0: So it's just like every way um, that it can be here. accessible, I can grab it CSV API. Like yeah. chart, get paid for
1: it and yeah and it's it's free and we're committed to keeping it. Do you it that know way.
0: anybody that's like done all this stuff and broken into the field this way
1: oh so yeah like people. so many so we have a super active discord i would definitely encourage anyone who's interested in becoming a part of the flipside community to head over to discord um, and you can always get your questions answered there about any of our data actually kind of any crypto thing. I think the only thing that people don't talk about as much is like trading, like right. price price ideas or getting investment advice. That's not the place for it. But any, th- any of this on-chain data you can talk about all day in Discord. And I know quite a few people who have used Flipside Crypto to get a job in crypto because when you do these bounties, first of all, you're earning a little income, which is amazing. Second, you're learning 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 and it's sometimes it's hard to force yourself to learn something if you don't have to. so once you have the motivation of answering a bounty question you're gonna you're gonna stick with it a little bit longer than if you're just trying to like follow a tutorial or answer a random question that you came up with um, and then the other thing is that you have proof of the work that you've done. You have all of these dashboards that you've made that you can show off to like on Twitter or you can put them in like a portfolio to share with a potential employer. Um, yeah, so a lot of people have gotten crypto related jobs from doing these that's,
0: that's wild, good for people to know. Uh, so we are running up on time here, uh, but I'd love to just wrap things up with asking you if there's any one or anything in particular particular you would like to plug. Um, We're certainly going to include some links underneath. So just to reiterate some that we've mentioned, it's the uh, app.flipsidecrypto.com and the flipsidecrypto.xyz site uh, that we were going over. Um, Any others?
1: Mm. I do want to say one. Discord, yeah, join our Discord. There's one more piece that I think is super cool, which is that all of the bounties that have been done in the past wrong site are you can search them in the dashboards so as you're coming up learning how to do things you can actually find a dashboard someone else did by searching and then find their query
0: oh wow!
1: and then like replicate it for yourself or if you're like i don't know how to find Total value locked, you could search for TVL and see all the people that already did it. Yeah, I love that
0: because I'm a big coder by example. I love going to example docs, grabbing code that somebody else wrote and then adapting it to mine. So this is cool. I can go look at a graph, download the SQL and then change. Yeah. Very good to know. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yes.
1: Yeah, so if I had if I had to like push one aspect of flip side, it's the community that we have. All of the people that Share information, encourage each other along, answer questions. Like, I think that's probably our biggest strength. I mean, the data is, I guess it's the data, but I just love our community and how people are getting educated. They're learning, they're making friends. It's, it's, I feel a little cheesy, but I, I think that's the best
0: part. Hey, feeling cheesy is a good feeling. So, why not feel it, you know? <laughs> All right, Angela, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it was a pleasure having you and talking about you know, data. I love talking about data on this podcast. I always get excited when we have a guest to talk about the cool things that power our L1 and L2 chains.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah,
0: Thanks. And we'll see you around.
1: Thanks for listening to PodRocket. You can find us at PodRocketPod on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks.